Hey everybody, you're listening to the 90th episode of Two Views Movies Podcast on Avengers Endgame. Wanna ring the bell? Alright. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we're live today, in person. We are live. In the flesh, it's, baby. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, since, well, end of the year, right? Yeah, I thought it was Creed 2 was the last it one. It might have been Aquaman-ish. I don't know. I can't remember. But sometime after the first of the year, we started recording remotely. And the, the one thing that could get us back together again in person is Avengers Endgame. Avengers. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's finally here. feels like it's been a long time, even since Infinity War. But it's finally here. We're on our second episode of our big Marvel binge. So last week, we did our top five non-fighting MCU moments. This is our Avengers Endgame review with just the two of us, and then shortly hereafter, you will get a crossover episode about Avengers Endgame with us and First Issue Club. Yeah, it's a big week. Yeah, technically it's a big 24 hours because we just watched Avengers Endgame last night. In fact, well, technically you didn't get done watching Avengers Endgame until today. Yeah, I went to a 10 o'clock show. We uh, got out at 1.30, and then, uh, yeah, home, home by 2. Ugh. <laughs> And up and at them. Right, up and at them for work, and then recording now in the afternoon, recording with First Issue tonight. Club later tonight. So yeah, it's, it is a, it's a three-week podcast binge of Marvel stuff. It is a 24-hour <laughs> recording <laughs> recording binge and viewing binge. So it's, it's awesome that it's finally here. I'm excited that we're able to, to talk about it uh, for this episode, but then definitely talking with First Issue Club to get a, maybe a little bit more of a comic slant on it later. Yeah, and uh, a couple disclaimers. We've only seen it once so far. Right. And so with the, the other ones of this magnitude, we got our two views in, but we wanted to get this one out quick. So we saw it once, and it was last night. Hadn't had a lot of time to marinate. Right. So, so we're here. We're coming raw. Yeah. Uh, I only know a couple of your, your points so far. Right. So we are, uh, we are coming at it. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm going to try to pull a, a, a Jordan flu game here <laughs> uh, when, when it matters most. Right. Years. I've been waiting for this event since 2008, and so here we are. Yeah. And I'm not going to let a stupid thing like my voice you know, ruin a podcast. If there was ever a, a Jordan flu game for you in the podcasting world, it's this episode, it's right? This, it's right, Avengers right here. Endgame. Right here, right now. <laughs> it's almost like it was fate that you were sick and had, <laughs> had to power through it. Well, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame already, there's one place that you could go to check it out, and that's Blue Springs Miller 8 Theaters. Yeah, right there on 7 Highway. Get out there to, to the Blue Springs 8, grab yourself a drink at the bar, reserve your seats, and uh, go have a good time. Yep. So just a quick reminder, this is a spoiler-filled podcast, so we are going deep into this. Yeah, as always, if you haven't watched it, you should stop and then come back to it. But we are we're going to hit the ground running, and I think it's time to go. I mean, I think we can only start with the start of the movie. Start at the top of how they dove in. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give the letterbox blurb, even though uh, I think everybody... I'll have to wait for this. Okay. Right, okay. It's Avengers Endgame. Yeah, If exactly. you haven't seen the other, other 20 movies, you shouldn't have seen this movie. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. 
But the letterbox blurb is, after the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins due to the efforts of the mad titan Thanos. Nope. Thanos. They even say it differently in the movie. Have you noticed that? No. Yes. Nebula says Thanos. She does not. Oh, go watch it. I guarantee you. And now it's messed with my head because I've always been a Thanos person and now it's messed with my head. Lies. With, <laughs> with the help of remaining allies, the Avengers must assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe once and for all, no matter what consequences may be in store. Directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, who did Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Infinity War. And I'm not even going to name oh, the I was, cast. Wait, I was going to nope. say, you can go through everybody? Nope. Because everybody in the past 20 movies is in this movie. Yeah, exactly. So there's no point in even listing them all out. If, if they've been in a Marvel movie, they're probably in this movie. And that's... In most of these movies, you could go watch and enjoy. This one, I feel like you have to see the 20 movies before it. Yep. Because this is just a culmination of... It's almost a nod to every movie up until this point. Right. And... I think it just meshes really, really well. Yeah. So one of my takeaways that I'll, I'll go ahead and lead with, it's, it's instead of stepping through the plot, I'll just get this out there. Um, Endgame to me feels like a really good capstone to the 21 movie series, but it, it feels less like a great standalone movie or even like a follow-up to Infinity War. Does that make sense? It feels like it's a sequel to every Marvel movie that's come before it, as opposed to being like a direct sequel of Infinity War. No, I agree. If you only see this movie, you miss 90%. You miss any emotional ties between any character. You probably have no clue what's going on. Just, just again, all, everything that they add into it, you're, you'd be completely lost. I right. think even if you just watched Infinity War and then this, I think you could do okay with just Infinity War. But this one, I don't think you can truly get anything out of what they're trying to get out of you right? watching this by itself. Yeah, I mean, part of me wonders if you could have actually seen Endgame without seeing Infinity War. Because I wonder if you could parse together enough of what's happened in Infinity War. You know what I mean? I, I, the thing that just stands out to me is that as a as in end cap to everything Marvel, I think Endgame is fantastic. As a standalone movie, I think it has some problems. And it's not quite as good on some levels as Infinity War. But when you look at it as this whole encapsulation of everything Marvel for the last 10 years, it has a different meaning. And those two sides of my brain are like fighting with each other as I watch this movie. Well, yeah, it's, it's absolutely not a standalone. Anybody that tries to argue that, they're, they're wrong. Right. You know, there's because you... There's no emotional feel if you haven't seen what's before it. The only thing that you would need to know from Infinity War, I think, is one who Thanos is, right. truly. I mean, I guess you, you've met him before, but how they all disappeared and that half the people of, of the world disappeared. Right. I mean, I, I think it's necessary. I don't think you could... No, it was more like a thought exercise and me trying to figure out what I think about this movie it, you know, like I said, I've got like two halves of my brain that are fighting with each other in terms of how much I liked it as the Marvel end-all be-all and how much I liked it as just a movie, just standalone movie kind of thing. Yeah, and I've seen some people post, you know, I'm going to see my first Marvel movie ever. <laughs> that's a terrible and, decision. And I'm like, that's, that's awful because now you'd seen, you've already seen this and have no emotional ties to it whatsoever Right. when they were leaning pretty heavy on that throughout oh totally and if you don't know who the characters are how they relate to each other then 
you'd be like, mm, okay. Yeah. I heard someone, or at least I read someone online refer to this as a, a love letter to the Avengers, like the original Avengers. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty accurate of what this is. Like, not, I mean, just to the original, what, six or whatever there are, especially with the way that credits happen and stuff right. like that. I mean, it's very much sort of this their story their story we're sending some of them off into the sunset who knows what's going to happen to the other ones we're not really sure kind of thing but this is definitely uh an acknowledgement that the avengers kind of started this all the original ones and and this is kind of their closure yeah thanks for playing here here come the new guys yeah Yeah. and i think some of these guys are going to hang around um particularly Hemsworth. I I assume Ruffalo might still be around a little bit. Hemsworth still seems all in on all this. And I think he's even said, I I still want to keep playing Thor. Well, and it looks like he'll be in Guardians 3. I know, which is crazy. I mean, it it feels right based off of how Ragnarok is. And he's a really, and you mentioned this in our last episode about the top five moments, the one of the best scenes in Infinity War is Thor with the Guardians. Right. So they must have saw that and be like, okay, let's make this happen. And we just have to make a point that we talk about Thor quite a bit in this episode because Infinity War, he was our favorite part and we <laughs> didn't even talk about him. We got so caught up on everything else and we were at an hour and a half already and yeah. we tried to wrap it up and after we closed down, we are like, we didn't even talk about Thor. I feel like we talked about him a little bit, but we completely glossed over Stormbreaker, like that whole segment. like Which I, was the I'm, awesome piece of, of Thor. Sure, right, yeah, which... That's almost a great segue into this movie, but I'll let you steer where you want this, this conversation to go. It's, this, well, is, this is your baby. <laughs> well, I wanted to start at the beginning because they started out fast. And basically everything in the trailer happened in the first, you know, 10 minutes of the movie, yeah. which is awesome. I love it when they do that because then they're not, you know, ruining things for you later on. Because so they have Tony lost in space and then all of a sudden you know, Captain Marvel shows up and you're like, what? And so the only thing that you can piece together is at the end of Captain Marvel, they contacted her with the, with the beeper. They said, we're looking for Tony. And she went scouting, right? I mean, yeah. and that, that's, then we're assuming that that's, that's how she shows up there and grabs Tony. And you're like, okay, Tony floating in space, we thought was gonna be a major plot point throughout. Cause we haven't seen him in any of the other right. uh, parts of the trailer. And she brings him home. Yeah. And I think that has to be the assumption. And it's not like when she rolls up with, with the Milano, because that's what he's in. It's not like everybody goes, who's that? I, mean, I think Nebula might say, like, who's that? But there, nobody's confused as to who Captain Marvel is when she rolls in. And, and Tony didn't know her. No, no, no. I, I meant... Shouldn't know her. Right. I, I meant the people who were at the end of Captain Marvel, the people who were down right. watching the pager go off, like... Because the, the end scene of Captain Marvel is her showing up and seeing like Captain America and Black Widow and all them. So like they're the ones that aren't like, hey, who are you? Like, I, so I, there's probably something they could have added in there to tighten that up a little bit. But I mean, I get it. But at least she wasn't happened to stumble upon oh, Tony. Sure. At least we know that she was looking for it. Not that they said that in this movie, but you had to see Captain Marvel, you know, to get that. And... I think some people may have missed Captain Marvel because they're watching them on uh, Blu-ray or DVD release. Right. And that's still in theaters. So they may have missed that part of who is this lady (laughs) and she's just appearing and saving Tony and all of a sudden Tony's not in danger anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, but if you're that big of a Marvel fan. That's on you. That's on you. You have to know. 
You yeah. have to know. Um, I I feel like they could have tightened that up. And I think one thing that kind of bothers me is anything in a movie that's three hours long where I say you need to tighten that up or maybe <laughs> it's like you had time. You could have, you had a three hour runtime. You probably could have made that a little bit better, but I don't really particularly care about that because I think I can piece that together enough, but it feels like in a three hour movie, you probably could have had something where, I mean, can't the movie start with them? I, I guess they, maybe they wanted to keep it suspenseful that Tony could die right there. So if you have the opening scene kind of be the end scene of Captain Marvel and you have Cap saying, hey, go find Tony, then you kind of think Tony's not, you know. Going to die, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. And the way they did the trailer made you think that Tony was out there for a long time and he's going to have his own separate world. Yeah. Because um, they definitely did not hint that he was part of the group. Yeah, that really felt like that was the only way to get him back, though, with being that far out in the middle of nowhere. And, I mean, I, I didn't really see any other good ways of him, him getting rescued. Yeah, which I'm fine with. But yeah. they just moved along. And then they moved along uh, them getting to Thanos, which, you know, so immediately once they got their time travel hit in my head of they're going to do something and then either we're going to keep doing it because we're already at Thanos and we're only, you know, 10 minutes into the movie. Um, and then they kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Thor went for the head. I, yeah. I, I, liked, I liked him adding that. Yeah, they took him down crazy easy, but then they obviously explained it because he had already hurt himself and he had gotten rid of the Infinity Stones. Cause, yeah. Because I think you, you don't really come across that until after they've chopped his arm. Because they like ambush him real quick and chop his arm off. And I think everything that everybody wanted to happen in Infinity War, they did this time. Right. And you're kind of like, well, wait, why was that so easy? And then you get the explanation of why that was so easy because he's hurt and doesn't have the stones and all that. And doesn't care. Right. He doesn't want, he, he, yeah. He has no reason to fall back. He, he accomplished his goal. Yeah, I did. I really liked Thor doing that. I mean, it kind of felt like the, the Star-Lord moment a little bit where, you know, somebody goes off because they're angry and just ruins the situation because then they all look at Thor and like, well, great. Now how are we going to find the stones? And Thankfully, you know, Nebula was there to say, well, no, he's, he really destroyed them. So when that happened, when they said that the, the Infinity Stones were destroyed, you, you knew the quantum realm was going to come back into this. I, I started picturing that somehow they were going to have to go through the quantum realm and like try to piece back the Infinity Stones at like a subatomic level. <laughs> <laughs> find, I, find the dust of each yeah, stone. I mean, yeah, kind of. That's what I was thinking because I had no idea... Like that was just my first, because he says something like I reduced him to atoms. And I was like, oh, that's a very key word for me to hone in on with quantum realm. I mean, it ended up being totally wrong, but that's just where my brain went. <laughs> I was trying to figure out for a little bit, like how this was even going to be remotely cool. Like how, how cool is it going to be to reassemble stones <laughs> at the subatomic level? Well, well, I'm glad that they, he did chop off his head. I'm glad they didn't have the, well, you'd be no better than he is if you kill him right now. You know, because I mean, that's not Thor. No. Thor kills his enemies. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm glad we didn't have that moment. That no. Is, so, good. I'm glad the way they did it. Chopped off his head. Thanos in that timeline. Done. Yeah. Uh, so, a little bit before that, what did you think about all the animosity between Cap and Tony still? Like, I guess I kind of felt like it was going to be... The, it's almost like the initial reaction they had to each other was fine. And then there was a little bit of resentment that came from Tony afterwards. Like I, I thought there was some acknowledgement. Maybe I just read the scene wrong and I don't remember exactly which scene, but it felt like they were okay. And then the more Tony thought about it, the more he started to blame Kat for what happened. Well, I don't think tr- Tony really knew the extent of it. I mean, I, I guess he saw the heroes die 
But then when he got back to Earth and saw everybody dead, or half of everybody dead, you know, he's like, we could have prevented this. I tried to prevent this, and you wouldn't let me. Yeah, which I thought was a little wishy-washy, because he's, isn't he trying to throw like Winter Soldier back in his face when they were trying to build the... Isn't that when they were going to have the shield uh, system in place? No, this is Age of Ultron. Oh, that's he, right. He's trying to build the shield around the world. Okay, that's that right. Suit of armor around the world or whatever he yeah. was saying. I, I mean, that wouldn't have stopped the snap. It would have kept him from Earth, in theory, where the stones were. Oh, I see. Yeah. He couldn't have gotten in. I guess he could have just poured it in like he did. But right. in, in theory, <laughs> yeah. if there was a protection, something. <laughs> sure. In Tony's mind, it would have prevented all this. Yeah. They, okay. weren't, they weren't prepared, and it's Cap's fault. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I get it. I just felt like that animosity came on a bit strong, but, I mean, that's kind of how Tony is, right? Well, he was, you know, malnourished and, and, <laughs> and angry. Yeah. He, look, he looked real skinny. Yeah. And I was like, is that just Robert Denny Jr. now, or are they trying to do something with this? No, I, I don't know. I figured it was probably intentional. Well, yeah, I, I know that now. Because yeah, <laughs> right. you saw him later. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, he looks bad. Right. And they said 28 days, and I go, I guess you would lose quite a bit of yeah muscle mass in there <laughs> out in space. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I made my list of things I loved, things I didn't. Um, and I don't know if you just want to want to go down those, or do you want to go in chronological order? Um, How do you want to? I don't know. Continue uh, on. No, let's just let's just go. Uh, let's just go with what you got on your list because I, I think that we'll probably cover pretty much all of the ground of the plot. Um, and I don't want to sit here and like verbally rehash the plot to everybody. We've right. all seen it. So I'd rather get into like what we liked, what we didn't, why we didn't like it. So how'd you feel about Captain Marvel running away almost immediately after that? You know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this. I, I liked Captain Marvel. I like Brie Larson. I didn't like her haircut in this. I just thought it looked weird. I actually thought she looked better with the long hair. Even I think Captain Marvel has. She has that. Hair. She has that cut in the comic. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's neither here nor there. That's not, not really me. that cut, but it's short yeah, hair. Yeah. I'm not really complaining. Um, so my fear was that Captain Marvel would be used as kind of the deus ex machina of the movie, right? Like now we've got this super powerful person that can just beat up Thanos and do whatever and fix everything. So I was a little worried when she came in and, and got Tony. But it made sense why she would go other places, right? And they asked her, they, they addressed it in the mm-hmm. movie, why haven't you been around? She's like, there's a lot more other places in the universe than just Earth, and you guys, Earth has you guys. A lot of places don't have you guys. Right. So I thought that was a really good job by them of acknowledging the questions that audiences have had. So I was fine with her going away. I actually kind of like that. She still reports back in to um, Black Widow. So I'm totally cool with that. Um, I kind of forgot about her. So when she comes back in at the end, uh, I was like, because I actually thought, um, and maybe you put this idea in my head, but when Thanos' ship started to shoot in the sky, I thought it was like going to be Galactus or something like that that was coming in to set up a new big bad for like the next phase. And then I kind of remembered, oh, it's Captain Marvel. And thankfully, she just kind of took down Thanos' ship and started fighting. She didn't come in and just save the day because that was my big fear. She comes back in and then she saves the day, which conceptually I don't have a problem with. I'm not one of those people that's like, a Captain Marvel hater and the woman can't come in and say today, it'd be more of just like, that's not good storytelling right. for me. Um, so to, I guess to answer your question, yeah, I'm totally fine with sending her off somewhere else to go help everybody else. I, I have no problem with that. So a couple things. things. Um, okay, so she filmed this movie before Captain Marvel. That would be hard to do. And 
And so some people were criticizing how she was portrayed in the trailer versus how she was in Captain Marvel. And she they had to, <laughs> to mention that of, well, we filmed that first, and she kind of found herself, you know, filming her movie. Sure. And this was before that. And so anything coming in this movie may not. And so that kind of threw me off because I really wanted to see a post-Captain Marvel movie with the Russos working with her. And then when she left, I'm like, we're not going to get much of Captain Marvel at all. No. And so, and, and to mention your point about it, shooting into space, I was like, are we going to get the Nova Corps? And are we going to get introduced to Nova this way? Um, the character Nova. And then I was like, well, and then once they started, once they actually started firing, I was like, that's Captain Marvel, clearly. Uh, we, <laughs> here she comes. Yeah. And I loved it when she was fighting Thanos he grabbed the power stone yeah. and just thumped her. That was good. Because she was kind of winning until that yeah. point. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're not just having her be, you know, end all be all. You come in at the 11th hour and just, just win it for everybody. Right. So, like you said, so she wasn't a part of this journey, you know, until two months ago. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she comes in and wins it. I didn't want that to happen. Right. Just because it, you yes. know. It, it's, it, it, it's not yeah. good storytelling. Exactly. You, you've got these characters that you've been with for a long time. Like. If she were to do that in the end of phase four or phase five, that makes more sense. Right. But like now, that's not how you want the story to go. And especially if she hasn't been in this movie at all. Right. Like, I didn't know if she was going to be an integral part of walking through this whole, this whole movie, this three hours, and we got to know her and her significance of it. And then maybe, you know, I would have been okay with that. But um, when she was fighting Thanos one-on-one, I was like, uh, I hope. She just doesn't win here. Yeah. And, and I like Captain Marvel. I, I like her character, mm-hmm. comics, and I like Brie Larson, all mm-hmm. of it. Um, but then when he grabbed the Power Stone out of there, uh, that, was, that was an awesome way to do that. Of Well, I can't close my hand to activate these, but I can just pull one out. And then I'm, yeah. I'm stronger. It was a nice touch. <laughs> it's one of the things I like, too. <laughs> so, so, yeah, when she ran away, and then we got the five years later, right? Which I don't know how none of us saw coming. I mean, maybe we did. Uh, I mean, I don't think you or I ever talked about it, but like the the Super Bowl commercial where it shows Steve in like the the recovery group. Right. I mean, it makes sense that some time passage would have had to have happened because, I mean, would you really set up like uh, a support group? Support group in like a week, you know, two weeks. Like, well, I mean, it could have been six months. Oh, sure. But I didn't even really like, get to that point in my brain like i mean i just assumed it was after because and the only thing that i got with after was scarlet's hair yeah because her her red hair was growing out yeah and her and so you saw her blonde streaks or whatever yeah well and as soon as they said five years later i just kind of instinctively knew like tony has a kid because in infinity war he's got that comment about pepper i mean they were already trying to set that up right and it makes the most sense out of anybody yeah and that that was, I thought they were going to do more of the conflict there, but I thought they answered that really well. Uh, what do you mean? Of Tony not wanting to help oh, yeah. because he has a kid. Yeah, that makes sense. And I thought that was going to be more of a struggle, but I thought they answered it really well with Spider-Man. He viewed Spider-Man as his son. Right. And so it's like almost one kid or another kid and everybody else's kids. And can I do this and have my cake and eat it too? Right. You know, is there a way to finger snap, but, 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 but bring them all back right. five years later, which I have no idea logistically how all that works. Yeah. But um, I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm okay with that because it, it got him 
to a point of being able to risk that because he had another son right and he felt responsible for and i think the the pepper conversation was really good too about the you're not the kind that's going to let it go and can you really rest if you don't actually solve this so i i was all good with his motivations i from him being a jerk to the rest of them to his coming back into the fold i mean it all it, it all made sense and and he's arrogant so when he solves the time travel problem he's not one that's just going to sit there and hold on to that and scrap it like he says like he needs to let people know he solved this and he can <laughs> right. help them and be the guy that teaches them how to do it. Yeah. And I liked even how he solved it too. So he didn't have all the pieces, you know, they gave him a lot of it. He just needed to put it all together. And he's like, Oh shit. You know, it, it works. Yeah. I did think it was kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but, um, everything around Ant-Man's setup was a little bit happenstance, you know, like the rat walking across and getting him out of the of the quantum realm, and then so hit, did did the rat actually push it? So I, yes. I was wondering that, or did it just turn on? No, I, I think the rat, because I, I was really hoping that wouldn't be the case. But I do think that that kind of folds nicely into the one out of four million whatever Doctor Strange scenarios, right? Which is like okay, uh, the, the, it, it the rat's on an at yeah, a rat. The, the rat has to do this, and then these other things have to happen, but. Um, but then even taking that a step further, million. yeah, taking that a step further, I think even Ant-Man piecing together the time travel, which like I said, it just all felt kind of like serendipitous, I guess. But I get when you're one in 14 million, then I guess things are going to feel a little bit like that. And I like that at least Ant-Man didn't come in with all the answers. He was just basically like, well, I know I can kind of time travel. I don't really know how it works, but you guys are smart. Help me figure it out. So I, I like that component of it. Yeah, he had, I mean, he's, he's not the, he's not Hank. Right. You know, and so he's not going to figure all that out, how it works. I just have an idea. You guys make it work, but here's some, some, some grounds on how it could work. Yeah, I really thought that the scenes that they did for him when he comes out of the quantum realm and goes and sees all the names etched in stone and then finds his daughter who's five years older, I thought that was really well done because that's really the only scene besides Cap's um, support group scene that you get sort any sort of like understanding of the impact of what's going on. And I know you don't really need to do that in a movie like this because everybody just knows that half the universe is gone, but it was nice to see that. Here's the real effect on people. So five years later, there's trash in cars, dilapidated buildings, whatnot. The memorial set up. Did that strike you as odd? No. So they built a memorial, but they won't. You know, all the cars are overturned and, and there's crashes everywhere. How's that any different than what happens today and half the world is still here? We build memorials that are nice and shiny and all this stuff and we have four areas run down where... Well, right, but half of... It's like nobody recovered. Like the entire world, the baseball stadium's trashed. Yeah. You know, which to be honest, I thought baseball would be back up and running within five <laughs> years. I just, yeah. I just... That's what would happen. Yeah. But... um that just seemed weird that this, this whole place is nice and pristine, the memorial, but the city streets, like walking down the street, everything's still dilapidated. I mean, I haven't been to New York, but I would assume that you go to the 9-11 memorial and it's nice and shiny and clean and all this stuff. And then you look like two blocks over to the left. There's probably trash all over the street. Yeah, but that wasn't caused by 9-11. No. It's I, not 9-11 debris <laughs> still there. And no, then they... No, I'm just saying that like you're talking about like it seems like the effort put into certain areas, like a nice pretty memorial versus like let's get 
stuff off the streets. I'm just saying that, like... I'm saying things that happened because of that weren't touched, but they built this nice, pretty yeah. memorial that feels very That feels very human, or at least very American to me. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah. Um, so right around the same time, I think, is when we're introduced to Professor Hulk. Yes. What were your thoughts on that? Very, I, you, very... had, you had said, I think for a long time now that you thought we were getting Professor Hulk in this movie. Yeah, um, it was very abrupt. I didn't know that they were just going to say, yep, he's Professor Hulk now. Did you like that or no? Uh, I did. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I liked Professor Hulk. I mean, I, I guess I didn't need a whole backstory on how he became that. Um, he was smaller. Uh, my main gripe with this movie is I didn't get a Hulk scene. Yeah. I didn't get him. I was like, okay, final battle. There's these big creatures running around. I'm going to get him to Hulk out. Yeah. You know, I, I was hoping that even Professor Hulk would grow and, and Hulk out. And he was basically non-existent the entire end of the movie. Yeah, you know, it's funny because as you were saying this, I was trying to picture any sort of Hulk moment in the final scene. And the only <laughs> thing I can come up with is when he's down holding the Avengers building up after it's been bombed by Thanos. Like, I, I don't remember him coming back to the surface and fighting. No, he came back, but didn't really, he didn't. Yeah. And so there, there's no moment there. They did the, the little nod to the, there's a comic where he's holding up a whole mountain um, and saving the Avengers that way. And so that was kind of their okay. nod to that. Um, in the secret wars, but that was, uh, that's all he did. And I didn't have my, I mean, what's the point in having professor Hulk if you, you're not going to freaking use him? You didn't like his hulking out in New York. I mean, that, that was good, but that wasn't <laughs> him hulking out. You know, I liked that scene, but right. I thought it was setting up another scene where he actually does. Yeah. I, that was, I actually did not care for professor Hulk in this at all. I didn't even, maybe it's because like when he's been the Hulk in other movies, the CGI has been very limited, but when he's doing it the whole movie, it started to feel a little out of place. See, I thought it looked really good. At times I did, but at times I didn't. Um, and then I guess I just didn't, I didn't like his character. I, I, I guess I just don't, I kind of like either Banner being Banner or Hulk being Hulk. I don't really. He was too Ruffalo, wasn't he? Kind of, yeah, I think. It's almost like he needed a little bit more of the Hulkishness to him. Or maybe I would have felt better about it if, like you said, I got a big Hulk out scene. Um, but I just felt like, um, I mean, we talk, we touched on this in the last movie. Like, I actually thought they had saved Banner a little bit and Hulk in Ragnarok, but man, Infinity War and Endgame just have not like. If he kind of fades into the background, I guess I'm just okay with that at this point. Well, I thought they ruined Banner in Ragnarok, but they saved Hulk. Okay, that, that makes and, sense. And then they just. I mean, I love the Hulk scene fighting Thanos, but then all we got was Banner. And yeah, that wasn't good. Right. And I like the idea of Professor Hulk. If we actually got to see Professor, Hulk. I don't want, I don't just need another scientist that's big and green. Right. What, what good is that? I mean, I mean, yeah, it was essentially Banner, but just who had gamma powers that could hold the glove. Yeah, like, that's it. Right. Nothing yeah. else mattered. I agree. I, I kind of, I was disappointed in Hulk and Banner, and I'm not even really sure where you go from here because, and poor Ruffalo hasn't had a solo movie. You know, I mean, like it's yeah. just really weird how they've handled Hulk through the first, well, not even fa the first, I don't even know what you call this, three phases. And I don't know, is Ruffalo still hanging around or no? Do we, do we have an answer yeah, on that? I, I don't know. I don't think, 
I mean, obviously they haven't announced even what movies that they're going to go in the future. I mean, he right. could be involved in, in some of this stuff, but you know, his whole story arc was him dealing with the Hulk, but they cut all that out. Yeah. You know, that was all behind the scenes. Why have him, if you're never going to deal with him being afraid, you know, Hulk being afraid of Thanos and even overcoming that. Yeah. I thought we'd get him overcoming his fear and attacking Thanos at some point. He didn't even come close to Thanos. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point because that was one of my complaints about Infinity War. Or not complaints, but um, one of the plot lines that I thought would get resolved in this movie. Like, okay, there's a reason why Hulk wasn't coming out. Like, was it that he was scared because he got beat by Thanos? W- what is that reason? And you don't really get any resolution to that. You just skip forward to okay, well, now Banner's figured it out and he's Professor Hulk. Like, you don't... Yeah. And so, and Hulk being one of my favorite characters, and they, that that hurt watching this in that movie that he didn't do anything. Yeah. I, out of all the characters that have been in these first three phases, I really think Hulk is the one that they, I just, I don't know, maybe they took for granted. I mean, I, they've gotten him right in bits and pieces and segments, but they've never gotten him right, I guess, to me, and I'm not a comic guy, but like in totality, I feel like they haven't gotten him right. I mean, they started on the wrong foot with the Edward Norton movie, and then they feel like they kind of course corrected when Avengers came back in, mm-hmm. and then they kind of got off track again, I felt like, and then got back on track with Ragnarok, and then hit him, and you know what I mean? It's just it's yeah. bizarre how they've handled it. Oh, see, I thought they were fine in Avengers, uh, and even Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. I was okay with them there. Um, Started really coming to his own in Ragnarok, and then, yeah, and then too much Ruffalo, yeah, and yeah, pass, pass on <laughs> Ruffalo, yeah, that just more, more complete CGI Hulk. I, I like Ruffalo. That's the thing. I thought he was a good Banner. Um, but even you could even argue that some of the Banner stuff, like the whole, where did the plot line with him and Nat go? Yeah, you just have him. Oh, she's gone. You have two scenes of that. Well, and then so you leave it with them basically being in love in Ultron, and they ship him out to outer space for Ragnarok, right? And then he comes back in Infinity War, and all we get is a hi Nat and Falcon commenting like the audience about how mm-hmm. awkward this is. And then there's no resolution to that in this movie. And when she dies, he just—I mean, you can tell he's bummed about it, but it's just like such a un unresolved thread that they left out there that I don't quite get. Yeah. And especially when you're the one writing these two movies, you know, all together, it just, you feel like they need to be some continuity with, with those ideas because they filmed them all together. Right. And no, don't worry. The Hulk will come back, you know, differently, but why, why you could have had, you could have Hulk at the end of Avengers infinity war as Hulk and not fighting with Ruffalo and still had Professor Hulk in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is no need to have him run away. Right. Not, you just don't have the Hulkbuster armor. You have him. Yeah. You have him do what I wanted him to do and <laughs> jump out of the Hulkbuster armor when Thor showed up Yeah, and fight with Thor, not getting shown up by Thor. Right. That's, that's what should have happened. I want the rewrite on that. <laughs> and then you could have this movie just be fine. You know? Yeah. I mean, did they think that, Perhaps the combo of Thor and Hulk would have been too formidable for Thanos, but I think you could have explained that away by the fact that he had almost all the Infinity Stones. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he could have just, you know, whatever he did to 
Drax he could have done to Hulk, right? Like he was just toying with them at the end of that movie then. Right. He was done and batting them away. Yeah. Anyway, that's wrong movie. We're, ba- <laughs> we're back on Infinity War. So, okay. I have to go to every time they shown every time they showed a picture of Spider-Man or mentioned Spider-Man I got emotional. <laughs> so as really? so, the first time they, they mentioned it was, you know, he picked up the picture of him and on the sink, on the sink uh-huh. of him and Peter Parker, and just, oh, you know, got me. Really? And then he mentioned, you know, I lost the kid. You know, I guess that was before that. He told Cap, when you got off the ship, I lost the kid. Um, that part, not so much. But when he pulled the picture out, they mm-hmm. still had that five years later. But that still got to him. And then he said something about, I got to bring the kid back or something like that. Like that. And then my audience cheered when you saw the little, uh, the sling rings coming. Mm -hmm. And they cheered as, as, you know, Black Panther came out uh, a little bit. And then they heard Falcon cheer a little bit. And then once they showed Spidey, everyone, (laughs) you know, thunderous applause and, you know, just got, Got a little emotional, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my guy, you yeah. know? And uh, it was like every time they mentioned it, I was like, God, that got me. That got me again. That that must just be you being primed as a Spider-Man fan because like, I, I didn't Nothing? really. Nah. No heart. No. I mean, it just, I, I don't know. Didn't do anything for me. Ugh. It was a cool moment for sure when they all came back. And I, I, I definitely clearly understood what they were going for. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, well, on that side since we're already at the sling ring part the the on your left that was pretty cool yeah on your left was good uh, that was really good i mean it's again it's a super like if you haven't seen winter soldier you're not going to understand that right so you need to have seen these all these movies, movies to right. really appreciate that totally I, I like the little flourishes they did here and there where they you know uh like when cap's fighting cap and he goes <laughs> i can do this all day. yeah i know yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome yeah and while you're on that Captain America. This is Captain America's movie. Yeah, I he agree. Stole the show. If Thor took Infinity War, this was Cap's movie. Yeah, because he was hardly in Infinity War, and we were kind of like, "Where, where the hell is Cap?" Yeah, and I don't know if it was intentional or they realized what, but they knew that Cap was going to be the end all be all here. Right. But that was freaking awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. They really made it. Like, there's been times where we've talked about this, where we've said that certain movies feel like something 0.5 you know like uh, Ragnarok you could almost call it uh like Hulk 1.5 and Thor 2.5 right you know right. and this felt like it's Captain like even Civil War really felt like Avengers 2.5 right <laughs> and this felt like another half of a movie for Captain America. Captain America I mean him fighting himself awesome scene mm-hmm. I love that the uh obviously when he grabbed the hammer Oh God. Yeah. He, I, my whole theater geeked out on that. And I mean, I will admit that was a really cool thing that I didn't see coming. Cause I, I kind of forgot that Mjolnir got brought back through all yeah. the quantum moving. I mean, I know Thor was there fighting with him, but you just kind of forget what it is after a while, you know? Oh, I liked how Thor had both. He had yeah. the ax and the hammer and he was going to town with both of them. Yeah. And then as soon as he got picked up, I knew it was, I knew it was captain. And, um, and so, and then he, called it back to himself and i was like did i want him just to just to see the shot of him just grabbing it and show it's captain america or do i like how it came back to him and that's how the reveal was I wasn't sure how i wanted that to play 
Um, but obviously everything after that yeah. was freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a really, that was, that was a great scene. There, there's no way. And then I think Thor yells at him, right? Like he yeah. says something like, I knew you were worthy or something right. like that. Yeah. He's like, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then good. fighting with the hammer and the shield uh, in conjunction with, with one another and all the, you know, batting the shield at it and then slamming it on itself and yeah. everything. All that was so... So well done. My one issue with that scene is I felt like the editing didn't do the fight scene enough justice compared to um, like when they're taking down Thanos on Titan in Infinity War. I felt like the camera work was a little bit cleaner. And I think some of it had to do with the fact that everything was so dark and grimy in this fight in yeah. Endgame that I just couldn't get my eyes to focus. But I felt like the editing was a little bit more choppy. Um, when you compare that so to the Infinity War fight, but then going back to Civil War, like whether you want to look at the airport fight scene or whether you want to look at the uh, Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Captain America fight, I feel like those were filmed better than this one. And it kind of, that irked me a little bit because I knew it was a really cool moment and there was just so much happening, I think. And the editing was just so frantic at times. It was like, oh, just, just give me a minute to like, relish this one thing and maybe i'll maybe it'll feel slower on a rewatch but that was one of my first takeaways there was a i think it was around the time where thanos is is pounding on cap shield or maybe it's in that same fight where he's got the hammer there's just there's just a lot going on and i don't think they did themselves quite the right amount of justice capturing it on the screen well i felt like that the whole movie but i've i think that was more the five-hour energy drink that i that i drank (laughs) beforehand to make sure that uh i I would have no drowsiness whatsoever, yeah. you know, being sick and then being at, you know, one o'clock in the Wait, morning. Whatever it takes. Wait, whatever it takes. I was, I was fired up anyway, <laughs> right. but, but I just took it to the next level. So, which I think you should do for most movies is hit five hour energy just so you're amped. <laughs> but, um, no, there, there was a lot of, and I think even if you're watching at home on a smaller screen, you know, I think some of those, the jerkiness of it, you know, you can adjust better. Um, not saying don't watch this at, on the biggest screen possible because I think you absolutely should. Yeah, but um, I'd like to see that on a different different venue mm-hmm. just to just to see how that all translates. Yeah, but but I do think uh, there there was a little bit of choppiness, but but I loved every second of it because oh, I, sure. I was um, so me at first the first part of that fight I was still thinking of gosh would I would rather just seen his hand grab it and lift it, um, and so I was still in that moment when he was starting to do some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to go back and watch that scene, especially because I think I missed like some of the first part of the cool stuff because my mind was going uh, a different direction. I think they were going for that huge, big surprise moment. I don't know that you quite get that if you see him just reach down and pick it up. I think that would be more of like the um, iconic sword in the stone type moment where you feel really good. But I think they wanted like, that you don't see it coming, right? You just think that hammer's going back to Thor, and next thing you know, Cap's got it, and you're just like, what just happened? And I think that's what they wanted to go for. So did you? Th- did people think that, did it come across, I'm trying to replay it in my mind, did it come across as if Thor called it to himself at first? Um, I, I don't, obviously I don't remember the exact setup. I just feel like, like I don't, what I'm saying here, I guess, is I don't know if Thor, they show Thor like holding his hand out. I don't think they do. I think they just show it like on the ground shaking and then it goes flying. I think you assume it's Thor because why mm. would you assume anything else? And then it goes to Cap, I, I think is how it went, but okay. I'm not sure. And, and maybe that's what they did, but, but I assumed because I knew 
in my heart of hearts that that, that captain was worthy yeah. and that he was going to get the hammer at some point. And so maybe that's it. Maybe it was a, it was a head fake. For, I, for, 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 so after, I think after so. After we watched that. I, not really a head fake. I guess what I'm saying is I think it was purposely designed to be like, you know. Uh, Who's controlling it? Uh, or just like come completely out of left field. Whereas if it's sitting on the ground, you see Cap go over to it and whatever, you might be like, yeah, it'd become one of those big like orchestral huge moments. And Crawling think, towards it. Yeah and, and, gra- yeah. and I think everybody would like that, but I think they clearly wanted it to be like, hey, we're in the middle of this fight. There's all this stuff going on. And the next thing you know, Cap's got the hammer. And you're just like, wow. So, and I've heard some of these gripes already that, uh, well, why does, why can he control lightning and why can he throw it and it come back to him? People need to know that whoever is worthy possesses the power of Thor. Yeah. So they need to know that that comes with it. Right. He can control lightning now. Right. He can control the hammer because he is worthy. Right. And so. But he doesn't have the the Raiden level stuff, right? He doesn't he, have sparkle fingers. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not the next level Thor. Like no. He can do the basic Thor. Right. 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 But he's got, he's got the power of Thor. Yeah. You know? And so that's what comes through the hammer. So that's what's written on the hammer. So he's worthy. He can do that. Yeah. They're not, they're not changing things for it. <laughs> you know, I just, just want to get that out there. No, I no. thought that was, and I thought that was clear too. Cause when he calls in the lightning at one point, he like raises the hammer up and then he drops it down. And the lightning comes straight down. So I, right. Yeah, if you can't piece that together, you got some issues. Then <laughs> <laughs> you have no reason watching this. Again, watch the first twenty movies and you'll pretty much understand how this all works. <laughs> well, and I also on the hammer side, I liked it when he had the axe. And then yeah. Hor said, Give me that one, you take the small one. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I heard some people asking, Well, because uh, they were like, Well, why can Thanos hold Stormbreaker? Like, well, it's not Mjolnir. That's not... It's not enchanted. Right. It's it's a weapon of mass destruction, but it's not, you know, Odin didn't say he, whoever. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So still on Cap. Okay. So Cap again stealing the show, the elevator scene. Oh, yeah. That was a good head fake, too. Awesome. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, who were all in there the first time? And I was like, at least the, the three of them were... You know that he and then he he pulls out the the hill hydra. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. It was a smart way of getting out of that scene because, like, I think everybody thought, okay, here comes an elevator scene, and but then part of me was like, well, I don't think they're gonna do another elevator fight scene, but I didn't know how he's gonna get out of it, and so simple, right? The hail hydra was just perfect. Well, I I didn't know if he was gonna go. You guys sure you want to do this? It didn't work that well last time, or yeah. so, so, something along those lines that kind of hinting that he obviously knows that he's been in this situation before, but yeah. then I didn't know how they were going to do that. But perfect, perfect way out of that. Mm-hmm. Again, Cap show. Yeah. Yeah. It was everything with Captain America in this movie was great. And we'll, we'll end on, on some Cap later. So we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. But, but where are you going to go? Uh, if you skip back to, uh, we're kind of bouncing around the characters, but your take on Hawkeye slash Ronan. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm always surprised how many straight up Hawkeye fans there are. Yeah, to me, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, of I all agree. these people, there's a guy with a bow. <laughs> all right, that, just a good shot. That's it. And then people are like, "Well, I really love Green Arrow," and I'm like, "Why?" Yeah. And of all the people in Justice League, you love freaking Green Arrow. It's a Robin Hood. Yeah. And I, I never got it. Maybe it's because arrows are some kind of there's some affinity for them from like an ancient weapon that people think are cool, like. I don't know. I don't yeah, get it either. But in, in the in the in the scope of this, I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand the character. Um, 
you know, Black Widow is a better version of Hawkeye, you know, if you're on power sets. And I just, I'm glad he had a sword. I like that addition. Yeah. Um, his storyline. I mean, I think we knew that from Infinity War. His family was going to get, oh, sure, get vanished and he's going to go. Yeah. Him becoming Ronan was the worst kept secret. Yeah. I and, mean, that, yeah. That was pretty obvious. Right. I, I guess I wish that they would have used him a little bit more effectively. Like, I think it could have been cool to have him be the one to go gather up everybody instead of just going on this blind revenge rampage. Like he's just murder spree. Yeah, I mean, he could have been, you know, dark and broody or whatever, but like he could have been so driven by his family being gone that he's the one that then recruiting recruits all the Avengers, right? He's like, no, I'm, you're going to come with me or whoever. You know, you could have had him, you know, bring the team together. But I think the only reason the roaming Ronin warrior works is for the Soul Stone with him and Nat. Of thinking, right? He's gonna sacrifice himself because he's changed to a dark place. Even bringing his family back, he's not the same guy, right? You know, and so you think that he's the one that's gonna die with that, right? And so I think the only reason why that all works and why you think, like, uh, Black Bullet doesn't have a family. You get your whole family back. Let her go, right? You know, but that was the only reason. Like, okay, well, one of you, the back and forth, right? On that, I think so, that's the only way that that <laughs> that works, right? So we're on the Soul Stone. So okay. you and I talked about this a little bit with but- Littlefinger. But yeah, I know he sounds just like him, doesn't oh, he? Yeah, so I, thought that, I thought that in the first movie too. Like I actually thought, I'm like, oh, that's Peter Baelish talking, but but no, it's not. There's a whole lot of things around Vormir that I have issues with that I wish could have been done better. But but right now, I'll keep it on Hawkeye and Black Widow. So you and I said earlier that you know why did Marvel just let the the banner and that stuff slide? Because now you're talking Professor Hulk and Black Widow and logistics and just doesn't well, work out. Well, right. But I mean, I think there's something that to that could have been done there where Hulk still goes with Nat to Vormir and then Hulk has to give up Nat. I, I, that would have resonated a lot more with me knowing where we've been throughout these movies than having... Because, uh, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is clearly the love between that has to exist between... Black Widow and Hawkeye is like platonic because right so I mean that that kind of love has a different sort of impact than like the love that romantic love well that or that Thanos and Gamora had which was a really emotional scene in the first one you know that's familial love you know right Mm -hmm. so I felt like the whole play on Vormir and them trying to give up each other it just didn't quite resonate as much as if you had put like banner there or somebody because he you've known that he loves nat or at least that's been an undercurrent for several movies and then he would have to lose her and you know then you could have gotten your hulk out and he comes back and (laughs) all that stuff but that's my problem is that that just didn't quite work for me and see for me especially after we just ran through and watched all the movies before uh before endgame so we watched all 20 from january 1st to now Mm -hmm. and from the beginning of introduction of these two characters, it's been Hawkeye and Black Widow. Yeah. And you know the relationship goes well back before we met either one of them. And so I think that scene really fit uh, with those two. The Hulk-Black Widow thing, as you mentioned, they haven't developed that at all. You know, And it seems kind of forced at this point. Uh, they mention, oh, Nat. And then Ruffalo's like, oh, yeah, I remember. I, I loved her. Right. You know, it kind of, and so it hasn't. So I thought that would have been really weak to to put him there. Um, 
So I like that it was those two. And I also like that you didn't know which one was going to come out. Because I, I feel like you expected, you know, Hawkeye to die. And I, I truthfully think that would have been the, the better choice. Because in my mind, it would have been him. His sacrifice wouldn't have been that necessarily. It would have been his ability to ever see his family again. which But, is but what, that's not how you get the stone. The stone is you give up something to get the stone yourself. Uh, sure, but I mean, I think you could make that case that he would be... Nope, then his daughter gets the stone, and she wasn't there. <laughs> right. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I don't hate it. I just feel like there's something that could have been done there. And then, obviously, from the plot standpoint, like you feel like Nebula would have said something to the effect of, hey, when Thanos went to Vormir, he didn't come back with Gamora, so you guys might want a little bit of a heads up that something... Like, she didn't know the specifics, I don't think, but, like... Well, right, but how would she know that? Because she never talked to Thanos after that point. And why would you assume that... She knew, though, because... She knew that he killed her. Well, right. But not, oh, I had to sacrifice her in order to get the soul stone. Well, no, but there's the whole thing about he's grieving, he's in miserable pain, he... She knew he was going to Vormir with Gamora to get... I mean... There's enough there to be like, hey, something... <laughs> but no other stone requires you to, to do that. I, I'm just saying, there's something there where you think Nebula could have like given a little bit of a warning of like, eh, something's on. Speaking of Nebula, I thought there was way too much Nebula in this movie. There's a lot of Nebula in this movie. There's way too much Nebula. And I don't know, I mean, I guess she was kind of a plot device to, to get everything where it needed to be, but... Yeah, I think that's in the, that's what happened. She ended up, because her consciousness crosses between the two, she just became the focal point as a plot device, and so you had to have her in this. And I'm glad it wasn't, like you mentioned, a consciousness. It was more of a, a network, because yeah, yeah. she's robotic. Right. And so that makes more sense to me than, oh, for some reason, this person's a connector and back in time because they're a telepath or something stupid, oh, yeah. something stupid like that. Yeah, it was a much they're more... They're connected to the force. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm glad it was a very technological, oh, they're on the same system. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, so back on Vormir, um, I still feel like, like Clint didn't give up something because she let herself go. You know what I mean? Like, it, like Thanos actually had to like shove Gamora off the edge. Like, Scarlet, Scarlet, I always want to call her Scarlet Widow. It throws me off. Black Widow just kind of mm-hmm. gave herself up. So uh, he, he let go. I, it's just, again, I don't hate the scene. I just feel like there's ways that you that wanted him to been. throw her off the There's edge. ways that could have been done better. I you wanted one of them to throw the other one off? No, but I'm just saying, like, you could have put different characters in that position of being the ones to go to Vormir. We have some extra characters to get rid of. Like, it's not like we don't have people that aren't expendable. Who would you have gotten, gotten oh, rid of at that point? I don't know. I haven't put much thought into it. I mean, a, a crazy scenario would have been to have Cap and Tony be there, and one of, the, one of them's got to go in that scenario. <laughs> but do they love each other? Well, well, right. I mean, that's the real problem. You had to get... I mean, so if, you, if it's somebody that you love... I would argue then, yes. <laughs> I, I can't really remember who was left in there, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a fine scene. I just feel like it could have been done a little bit better. The one scene that we didn't get on Vormir that I would have really liked to have seen is Cap returning the stone somehow because would he have had to have returned it to Red Skull who's sitting there guarding it now? Like, wait a second. Yeah, like I really kind of want to see Red how... Skull do- yeah. And does Red Skull, Red Skull stay there if there's no Infinity Stone? Like, what's the point well, of being, being there? But I guess in theory, Cap goes back to the exact moment that... It was taken? It was taken? Yeah, and then that and then... Uh, I mean, I'm okay with him sneaking up behind 
you know, Natalie Portman and injecting her back with the ether. Yeah. You know, however, however that had to go, but yeah, putting it back into giving it to the red skull. Yeah. How how do you give the soul stone back? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Drop it in the water. Yeah. Well, and okay. I don't know if we want to go down this route now, but the, the, <laughs> the time travel stuff. There's always going to be problems yes. with time travel movies. And, so and before I, we even get yeah. there, you know, there's no perfect time travel right. movie. Which, which sucks. Because time travel, we don't know how it right. works. Which, well, no, but usually movies commit to... A uh, theory. Right. And I feel like Endgame tried to mash up a bunch of theories because some of it makes sense to me and then some of it really doesn't. And the, the two things I have a problem with are, or I shouldn't say I have a problem, the two things I can't seem to reconcile in my head are old cap. Okay. And tw- 20, how do we want to say this? 2014 Thanos. Okay. Those are the two things that I, I can't reconcile in my head because mm. I, they seem to want to imply a singular timeline and that the timeline fractures whenever an infinity stone is removed from it. So, but when you get all the infinity stones back in the right spot, it all sinks back up and we're all in one timeline. Well, 2014 Thanos jumped to 2019. 2024. Whatever. Yeah. He jumped to the future. Right. So that's the same Thanos. But if he did that, then how did he ever, and then died, how did he ever... If it's one timeline, how did he ever get the Infinity Stones in the first place to cause these events to happen? Well, see, I'm, I still believe it's a multiverse theory. And it may be, and that's cool. I just, because, I mean, that's, if you look, the comics always do agreed. multiverse split. You know, this event happened. Um, Captain, I don't think they know, and, and truly with all of this, I don't think they know how, what they changed yet. And I think that'll be an ongoing thing in the future of we didn't realize that we kind of screwed this up. And so things will be different and maybe that created mutants and maybe we get X-Men that way. I don't know. I hope so. I hope we get, but X-Men. So is your impression that the cap, so obviously the, the old cap is the cap we've always known, but does he, he stole some guy's wife, Peggy's, (laughs) <laughs> uh, but the, so a lot of the theories so, I read poor, that poor guy well a lot of the theories that I read said that her husband because they never named him and just said it was somebody that Cap saved there's theories out there that say that it's always been Cap that's been her husband now that works and it was under the uh, well, under the radar so th- my question is does old Cap exist in our timeline or did he have to use PIM particles to go back to that bench from a different timeline to chill with Bucky and Sam? I thought, no, I thought he, instead of coming back to where he was supposed to, changed and went back to 44 or whatever and then knew when they were going to be there and just kind of strolled up and sat on a bench and waited for him. Right, but so is he, did he grow old in the timeline that we know? Yes. So there's been two Steve Rogers this whole time? Since 2012. Right, when he became unfrozen. When he unfroze. Yeah, yeah. so he's just been living discreetly with her yep. in some other way. Okay, that, that's weird. It's a little weird. Right, because you think she'd be, I mean, she's a spy, she's in S.H.I.E.L.D., so I'm sure she's all cool with it or whatever. And right. And she'd just be like, okay, fine, yeah, I know that's you too and all this stuff, but it just, those are the two things, the Thanos thing and the Cap thing where I'm like, because I think what they were trying to say was there's only ever one timeline. And the only thing that changes that is Infinity Stones moving around. But once you take them back, like 
the Avenger, like Cap was going to do, and put them back in their original spots, it collapses all the timelines back down to one, and that's just the one timeline. Yeah, because once you remove the Infinity Stone, it changes the timeline. Right. You know, because it's not there anymore. Right. But I think Cap, if he was always there, you know, he went back and he stayed, and he was always behind the scenes. Now I have to go back and watch uh, was that Winter Soldier to see what that film reel says that Peggy Carter, I found my husband. So, and I don't know what, what they said or showed Yeah, so what I read online not. is it, it never shows a picture of the husband, and it says that her husband is somebody that Captain Steve Rogers saved. or Captain saved. And I guess in Agent Carter, the show, they never showed who the husband was either. Yeah, because it was before she met him. Yeah. So, I don't I'm, know. I'm okay with that. No, you know what? That just solved a huge <laughs> issue, and I'm, I'm glad you read that. I hadn't, that had not crossed my mind. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I loved old Steve Rogers. Oh, yeah, fantastic. That looked awesome. It reminded me of old Matt Damon in... Uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> that's what I, that was like the first thing that came in my mind. When <laughs> that was, I saw a di- was that even the, that was a no, different actor? The morph, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but yes, he did great as the, old Steve Rogers. Yeah, that, I mean, head and shoulders above, you know, what's his face? Guy Pierce and Prometheus. <laughs> right. I mean, that looked awesome. I do question the aging process of Steve Rogers, though, because like I, I don't really understand how he ages. Well, there's conflicting theories of does a super soldier theorem theorem. Serum, Serum uh, <laughs> yeah. prevent him from aging as quickly. Right. Or is he slower or is he normal? Right. Uh, apparently, it's, it's normal. So now I just wonder, in future movies, is he going to fulfill his destiny of the comics and become like the head of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, it become the new Robert Redford? The new Nick Fury. The new Nick Fury, okay. So, but that's something he had done when he lost to, and he got aged. Well, but we know but that... Yet, Chris Evans is piecing out. He's done. Yeah, he said that before. <laughs> he said that twice before. I think he's actually done, at least for a while. Yeah, I mean, but you have that on the table that you can always bring him back. Well, and, and as that, old cat. I mean, not that you need old cat. Sure, cap, but and this is the problem with the side effects of the Infinity Stones is that technically, you know, while Banner says he tried to bring Nat back, but he couldn't because the Soul Stone is a hundred percent. You know, whatever. Um. There's nothing stopping them from going back in time to like two weeks ago and grabbing that Nat and bringing her forward or that Tony and bringing him forward because that's essentially what's happened to Gamora. She's gone from 2014 to 2024. Right. So there's nothing stopping anybody from doing that. So in Guardians 3, she won't know her relationship with Quill or the Guardians. Right. Now, the other thing that I thought, I assume she's alive and just missing but somebody online was like, well, did she get killed in the snap? And that's why she's missing, like, in Tony's snap? Because she's, she's part of Thanos' bad? army? But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I read that end scene of Gamora's alive. They're, they're going to find her. And, but they've got to figure out a cute way around that somehow because nobody wants to see them have to fall in love again. That took two and a half movies it as it was. So. Right, well, we, we missed the part where they actually did. Oh, right, yeah, and, and, <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, okay, let's let's go back and, <laughs> and do go, this. Yeah, the uh, but while we're at old old man Cap, before we get too far off that one, so we have Bucky and Falcon, yeah, and given the shield. Now I thought it was going to go to to Bucky, yeah. I feel like it should have gone to Bucky, right? Because in, in the comics, the first one that got it was Bucky, and then uh, Falcon took it for a little while, but then said, "That's eh, not me," and gave it up. Um. Essentially, it was obviously more complicated than that. But so it surprised me. When, uh, I like that they were both there. And I know they filmed five different endings. So I wonder if some of the endings 
he gave it to Bucky just so because so nobody knew which way he was going with it. Yeah, but um, I don't know how I how I feel about Falcon because it kind of leaves Bucky being just a, a guy. Yeah, well, I feel like Falcon is a really underdeveloped character. It is, and on top of that, he's essentially just another Hawkeye or Black Widow, and, and I get that he stands for what's right, and he's been kind of the moral, the second moral compass of the group, whereas Bucky's been Winter Soldier, and he's a world-known <laughs> assassin. <laughs> assassin. Well, see, that, that was more of a, a redemption thing for him, though, uh, to agreed. become Captain. I, we know more about Bucky right. than, than Falcon. Yeah. And just, to, oh, you're Captain America now, and so... So are they going to give him some super serum? Nope. No? No. He just has to be regular guy with a Regular guy with the shield. I don't know how that'll play see, out. See, and that, that, that's part of it. Yeah, he's just regular guy with the shield, and he's gonna go and him. I guess has his own Disney show with with, with Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody. I wanted it to be Bucky, um, only because we know more about Bucky, and we we've kind of been on a journey with Bucky. Uh, Sam's just been kind of a tag along. Yeah, I mean, he's a sidekick. It's what he's always been, and I mean, I like I like him as an actor, but yeah. again, we haven't seen him to all of a sudden. To earn the mantle, I don't think he's earned it. Do you think the movies will give him super serum? No. Yeah, I don't know. No. I, I feel like they need to do something there to make it more. Well, he never gives up the wings, so it's just adding the shield to his okay. flying around. So I mean, I guess you have that. So uh, I guess my question would be: Is do we think that the movies, the MCU, is going to refer to him as Captain America? Well, and I just hope that they, they're going to go down that line of not my captain. You know. I don't know if they'll explore that at all. I feel like they're that's just going to keep him Falcon in. with a shield. Falcon with a shield? I don't think they'll give that mantle of no, Captain America to him. I think they will. I think that was the point of it, of giving him the shield, of saying you're Captain America now. He's going to need a solo movie at least then. Well, I think that's what the series is, testing the waters on it. I think that's what they're going to explore. Yeah. I don't know. Bucky and Cap. Just a different kind of Cap. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was a little disappointed in that, but I, I like Anthony Mackie. I, I like Falcon. I just feel like, like I said, he's been a side character, and that feels like a really big mantle to pass along to somebody. And then, yeah. you know, as far as Tony goes, they didn't really pass the mantle in any way, shape, or form for him. So, it, Other than, I mean, Don Cheadle is War Machine. Yeah. And he but, has been. Yeah. I just, I, I was surprised at the lack of true setup for the next wave of people like they're all there they're all in place i just i kind of thought there would be a little bit more i mean but obviously cap is clearly setting up falcon for that but i guess i figured there'd be a little bit more of passing of the torch scenario yeah there was surprisingly little dr strange yeah i thought once they came back he would have much more of a a role in the end and well, and they, I think part of that is because they really held off bringing everybody back until as late as possible. Okay. So they bring everybody back on your left. Here comes Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over Wakanda. I would rather have just been Black Widow in family. You know, just like, okay. Black Widow. How would that have worked? Black Widow. Black Panther in family. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. And, uh, in Black Widow. Yeah. Um, but, it was, you know, everybody comes back and they're all running at each other. And the way the camera was shot, and it was almost like they kind of slowed down or something that I thought, is this just going to like cut to black and we're going to see an aftermath? <laughs> and I'm like, do not 
short me on this battle. Yeah. You know, it was, there's something about, I don't know if it was the music or the way it was panning out or something. Yeah. I was like, D- show this. You better show this. They're all here now. Yeah. You know, finally. <laughs> I was like, I need this battle. And, uh, and so I'm glad I got that. So but, how how did, okay, so there there was very little of Doctor Strange, but there was also very little of, of everybody. Um, so did Strange know where everybody would be because he had played out all the scenarios? So I, I get that as soon as he's unsnapped, he knows that like, he was snapped. It, yeah, yeah, I guess. It, but he also knew how to like open up portals for everybody across Wakanda and get everybody over to well, had Avengers all his, and all his wizards that apparently, um, the other one, the hunting, um, Baron Mordor has not killed them yet. Oh yeah, because there's a bunch of wizards out there with sling rings. That's true. Because <laughs> they all came through. Yeah. So he's not doing a very good job hunting them yet. No, not at all. I didn't even really think about how. Maybe that he got out. finger snapped, but he wasn't there. Yeah. So the one thing about Doctor Strange that I thought, I don't know if I was the only one that noticed this. At the, I'm bouncing completely around, but Doctor Strange made me think of this. At the Tony's funeral, did it look like Doctor Strange's head was CGI'd onto his body? I can't even picture him at the funeral. He's there. Just whenever we, whenever we rewatch this, I will have to point it out to you because I distinctly felt like he they, couldn't. He couldn't make it, and so yeah, <laughs> because it looks weird. It looks really weird, and I was like, "Wow, they were they were really wanting to keep this a secret or something." Cause well, they they never focused the camera on Brie Larson. Yeah, but, she's just kind of hovering in the background. She was standing back there by herself, but it was, it was fuzzy. Like it didn't even, you know. Yeah. And they went straight to Nick Fury. They kind of bounced off her, and yeah, well, along. and they showed the random kid from Iron Man three, there. right? Which nobody knows what this kid looks like that many years later. Yeah, and he was the kid on the bike earlier. Uh, yeah. they, they kind of gave dirty looks, but it's like nobody knows who this kid is. And I like how they did this big, huge ceremony for Tony Stark, but don't do shit for <laughs> Black Widow. Black Widow. <laughs> I, mean, I just remember thinking like you couldn't just give her a raft too. And... Well, they didn't have you know her body. <laughs> I just felt like she got the shaft on that one. Well, he like, threw a bench. <laughs> yeah, he did. He chucked a bench across the lake. Yeah. Okay, so we're at we're at that final battle though, and we get our hey. If you've ever been a woman in Marvel, jump, oh, yeah. in, jump in this shot right now. Yeah, that was very heavy handed and, and lame. Oh, I didn't think it was lame. It was heavy handed for sure, but I, I thought it was fine. Just everybody just jumping in, like oh, yeah. right here. Like, come on. I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with... You what, know, if it had been all the dudes, would, it have, would you have felt any different? It had been weird, but it's clear with, like, of all, of everything that they're doing. Well, and sure. Let's all jump in this one shot. I, I we got it. her. I get it, but... If my, it had been three of them, okay, but do we really need everyone who is still alive to jump in this frame right here? I get it, but my point is, had it been all dudes, nobody would have batted an eye. Nobody, everybody been like, oh, you have Thor, Cap. Iron Man, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and one other guy in this in this shot. Nobody would have said anything, but it was clearly intended for that. No, I I get it, but I'm saying, it, see, if it was all guys, it wouldn't have been a all guys statement, and that's what they, it was. Force it looked like it. Okay, well, right. this is an all woman statement. Well, yes, and but, so it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Well, but that's the only way. I mean, that's the only way that's going to happen. You could have had three of them be there and like we got you and been been just fine. I know. You didn't need all everyone who's still alive jump in the screen at the same moment. I'm good with that. I don't have a problem with it. I, it ah, ah, Spider-Man. No, no, no. No, no hold on. They this were, is our girl moment. <laughs> we don't need you helping with the gauntlet over here. Hey, th- they were clearly making a statement, and I'm fine with it. My point is just that had it been the dudes, nobody would be saying anything. They wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying, 
oh, they're making a statement by having all the guys there. But when they put all the girls there, they're making a statement. And I agree that they are making one, but it's just funny that nobody seems to care when because there's it like wouldn't eight have, dudes because in one Because it's, it's not a statement. They weren't, it's not intended for that. Isn't that kind of the point, though, that when you put all the dudes on the screen, it's not a statement, but when you put a, all the women on the screen, it is a statement? Like, I think that's kind of the whole point of making the statement. No, they had all the random people from across versus they put everybody in the movie into one frame. Yeah, I know. It was, like, it was clearly set up for that. Yes. And, and, and again, it was just more of a, it didn't need to be every single one of them. I, had, I didn't have a problem like, with it. Oh, well, where's where's the wasp? Whoop, whoop, there she is, right in the middle. Yeah. You know, pop up. It was just very, it was lame. I thought it was, I thought it was lame. I, th- I was fine with the three of them, and then more kept jumping in. I was yeah. Like, I didn't need every woman who was still alive in the MCU. I was like, well, where's Marvell? I was waiting for her to jump in there. She did. Well, not then. Well, wait, yeah, she yeah. was. I don't know. Time travel. <laughs> time travel. Right. No, I, I get it. They were making a statement. I just don't have a problem with it. I was fine with it. It's just, it was distracting. I mean, Not distracting. It was just like, ugh, ugh. Okay. Ugh. I mean, yeah, people, there's going to be people that think that that's too much yeah. or too over the top. I don't have a problem with it. I was, it was her, Valkyrie, and I forgot who, who was the third at the very beginning of We Got You. Yeah, I don't remember. And I was like, okay, cool. And, uh, I'm, in, I'm in on this. And then everyone jumped in right like, stop stop <laughs> like who are we missing and so then i was just like okay who's who's not here now and poor black widow's dead yeah she missed you her know, moment she missed her moment yeah. you know and the girl power picture she that they have on she their wall enabled the moment maybe <laughs> she did she did she, I mean, she died she she did die for the cause and yeah. was the first female avenger that's right unless you count captain marvel because she came up with the name apparently right she of, was the first Avenger. Was the first, but well, then if you really. ask the first Avenger movie, that's Captain <laughs> right. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. There's some cleanup that can be done. <laughs> um. All right. So now that you talking about the the girl shot makes me think of Valkyrie, and then that makes me jump to Asgard. Uh, where did Valkyrie get a Pegasus? Oh yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden she flies there. I'm like, wait a second. Where did the Pegasus come from? Because those were only in the flashbacks. That's a good point. Maybe the wizard conjured one up for her. <laughs> Doctor Strange? Yeah. In a Pegasus for you. Hey, right. You look like you're missing a Pegasus. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Okay, but anyway, my point more with Valkyrie is, uh, what are your thoughts on she's the queen of Asgard? Just kind of handed the keys by Fat Thor? I mean, whatever. I mean, is I didn't feel like there was a transfer of magical power. No, I, I didn't get that either. Yeah, it was just more you were now here in Norway and yeah. you run them. I'm going to go into the space. Right. Sure. Yeah, I just didn't know. I mean, I'm fine with it because I don't really think it's a whole lot. She's just, it's giving her a, a leadership thing to go do now. So when they fold her in, she's got a reason and a purpose to be around now. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to be tied into much. I mean, I I, as a leader of, of Asgard, I mean, I guess they could. So. Somebody said this online, and you'll you'll have to you're the comic guy. So A Force is that like all girls Avengers? Because that's what somebody was saying that like they were kind of hinting at with all this. Yeah, that didn't that didn't last very long. But I guess they could go that route. Yeah, maybe that's what the the setup was of all them. Yeah, I don't know there, but I didn't think anything of it. I mean, it, she was running 
new Asgard anyway. Right. So. Yeah, I just, I didn't know if people would, and not you in particular, if people would just have a reaction to that because it sort of felt like Thor being like, well, I'm out. You're, you're new, cool, bad guy, not bad guy, but new, cool, badass now, right? Like, I'm letting you run this all. No, no, just to me, there was no, like, if he would have given her, like, the hammer and the power of Thor, you yeah. know, I think that difference, like, no, you, you run these people. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like something he didn't want to do to begin with. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> but, but no, I, I didn't think anything beyond. So we've talked about everybody but Thor for the second big Avengers <laughs> the movie. second time that we were about to go. I'm not going to let us forget it. No. So. He, okay. Go ahead. As much as we both loved the opening Thor where he meets Captain Marvel and the, Ooh, I like her and chopping Thanos's head off. And I even get the, where he would be mentally five years later that because the snap happened and he it's couldn't stop it. And on top of that, he, Asgard got destroyed and all his people killed. Yeah, yeah. So like, I totally get Thor being in a dark place and I'm even okay with the fat, slobby drunk Thor playing Fortnite with Korg for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I just was kind of, shocked because you and i have talked about this even in our last episode that thor has come a really long way like when you left infinity war last time you saw this guy he you know bifrosted into wakanda saved pretty much everybody ultimate badass almost tucked down thanos single-handedly right Right. and now you turn him into thanos with the infinity gauntlet right, right and you turn him into a fat slobby drunk the whole time and he's just he's trying to be funny or is the punchline for like a thousand jokes so did you think when he grabbed his hammer that he would be transformed yes me too i, I completely i was waiting or for at that least maybe not when he grabbed the hammer when he was in um asgard but i thought when he went full Raiden lightning eyes and stuff, he would like, where the costume came over him something like yeah, that yeah like he did in avengers when you all of a sudden, the power of Thor struck, yes. and I thought, okay, then it melted away the pounds. Right. Like, I was waiting for something like that. Well, and now that you say that, I feel like that might have been an interesting angle to have for a while, that he cannot use Mjolnir, because he's fat and lazy and drunk. And unworthy. Not, he's unworthy again. Yeah. That, and I, I didn't think they had enough time to explore the unworthy Thor. Uh, agreed. They were on time constraints. And I just... Fat Thor... No. It was just really, really hard to wrap my head around how you could take somebody that you had set up so perfectly as this big, powerful person and just crap on them for like an entire movie. And there were funny scenes. I'm not going to say that there weren't funny scenes. He, the vibe was fine. I just felt like it went on too long. And even when he kind of redeemed himself, it didn't it didn't feel like they gave him enough of an arc inside that movie to feel like when he came out on the other side that he had found himself again, right? right. So it just really felt kind of lazy. We didn't know what to do with Thor this movie because he's all crazy powerful and stuff. And I, I just personally did not like what they did with it. Now, I like where he ended up at the end because I think him teaming with the, the Guardians, Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy is a really cool combo. And I think it works with Hemsworth and the style that they're doing with Thor. I just, I felt like they, had no ideas what they wanted to do with Thor this movie and just kind of set him to the side and made him a joke. So I read a couple of things today um, about that, about Thor, and Hemsworth liked the ever-changing Thor of, you know, he obviously changed for Ragnarok and kept that going into Infinity War. 
and wanted to push the envelope. And I think they just got a little too, too much with it of, you didn't need that drastic of a, of a change. You could have had sad brooding Thor, but kept the look, you know, or even, you know, the, the long hair, the long beard and yeah. just crap in it, you know, and just didn't unkept, but to, to keep him fat Thor in throughout the entire movie, not just fat, but fat and really long beard and, you know, Norris God type Thor. Yeah. Didn't, didn't jive with me. Right. Because all of a sudden Thor's not cool right. right now. And he didn't, he didn't really do cool stuff. He, he almost got his butt kicked most of the, most of the time and let Cap take charge. Yeah. And you're right. I think they, they crapped on the character and for, to see his, if you go over the, the 20 movies, or 20 some odd movies and you see what what Thor becomes and like yeah and then this is what you end him with right no and yeah I think that's part of the problem is that for me like if this had happened before Ragnarok and Infinity War it it would have been part of a larger progression but it felt like you took Thor up in a matter of a couple of movies up to like these crazy big heights where I mean we left Infinity War thinking like there's nobody more powerful, like not even Captain Marvel that they're introducing. Nobody like Thor is the most powerful being. And I get that this movie doesn't take his powers away, but it just felt like you chopped the legs out of a character that you just built up. Yeah. To be great. Now, do I think that in the next guardians or the next Thor that they can't just reset? No, no, that they can. And they will. I mean, he'll, he'll be back to being Ragnarok, infinity war Thor, who's got all these powers and stuff like that. And this will just be a, an aberration, but then it just makes you think that, in a movie that was designed to be the capstone of all these movies and a, and a, a callback, or like I said, a love letter to the original Avengers to, to have that be the final memory of Thor in this capstone with, Mm -hmm. with cap and all these guys, he's, he's fat Lebowski. I mean, they even call him that in the movie. Right. I just, I can't, I think I'm more disappointed than anything. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I thought funny joke. Ha ha. You know, everyone wants to see, you know, Liam with the shirt off. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Chris. so we're, uh, Chris, <laughs> Liam, God damn it. <laughs> see uh, Hemsworth with his shirt off. And I'm sure they want to see Liam too. I don't know. Well, sure. Uh, but, um, and the, they gave him that, but oh, he's going to be fat Thor. And I just, I didn't know how they were going to do it. I thought, you know, his mom may have done something magical or whatever. Um, to get him back into shape or, or, you know, as soon as he grabs the hammer, you know, becomes worthy yeah. or something. And we just kept with it the yeah. entire time. And that, again, there were all the jokes, all the, this beating over the head with fat jokes yeah. throughout and eat a salad, you know, unfortunately, like one of the coolest characters, you had two, two on the sidelines, you had Hulk on the sideline, Thor on the sideline. Yeah. And fortunately, we got ultimate badass cap that made up for the rest of it. Yeah. Without that, I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about this movie. <laughs> I, uh, I just wish they had done right by him. And, and I do kind of wish that they had brought back some of the other people earlier. Uh, I don't really miss Dr. Strange, those guys, but I, I didn't get enough star Lord in this movie. I always want to see more star Lord and I, <laughs> I didn't get a lot of star Lord. And then our uh, top five, we talked about quill dancing. Yeah. So, so perfect of him dancing and singing to himself. Oh yeah. That was, that was such a great thing. And then it's funny to think about like, if this is all one timeline, is that how it always happened? So basically they always knocked Quill out and then we just see it 
where Cap has already put the stone back and then he gets it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's weird to think about. Exactly. And I like when they do things like that, that you had War Machine and Nebula watching him mm-hmm. do that. And then in the other scenes, you know, back in New York, you're watching the other events happen. So I, I did like that. But yeah, I just, I really need more Quill. I will say though that, you know, as long as you're keeping Rocket around, that's fine. Cause his jokes didn't hit as much as they normally do, I didn't think. But, you know, Rocket's always funny. But and speaking of Rocket, we didn't get really anything out of Groot. No, in fact, Groot, well, I mean, he was, he was um, ashed, right? Well, sure, but when he came back, we, we saw him, but he didn't even really fight. No. And then him and Rocket got together. Yeah. We thought there was going to be a moment, but they just sat there. Yeah. If I'm remembering that right. I think so. And it's like, Groot didn't do anything. I don't even think he said, did he say I am Groot? At, I he, think it maybe okay. once. So something happened right before Groot says something and it made my whole theater laugh or clap or something. And then I missed the Groot line. I, I think so too. And I think I've been reading people online say the same thing happened to them. So, so something good happens right before Groot says something and you couldn't hear. But he didn't do anything. No. You know, Drax had his stabby moment. Yeah. You know that. And people laughed at, at that. And this is the first movie where Rocket hasn't made a joke about somebody's body parts. It is right, the first yeah. time we have not gotten Rocket doing that. Yeah, trying to steal somebody's yeah. bionic something, and then and Drax didn't have any lines. No, I and you know in that whole big battle scene at the end, I feel like that was a good opportunity to to lose a few people because I mean, Thanos just rained down fire on the <laughs> Avengers building and it all collapsed and people were stuck, and then he does it again later, like I. It feels like, so... Who would you have killed off, though? I mean, you could have gotten rid of, like, Don Cheadle, and you could have gotten rid of Scarlet Witch. Where is she going? I know she's going to WandaVision, but you could always set... I mean, clearly Vision's going to be there. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. Well, it's going to have to be a prequel again, because Vision's toast. I guess I'm just saying that... So, on... Okay, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, one of my complaints about Infinity War was that the snap was going to seem irrelevant because they're going to bring everybody back. And most of that's pretty much true. But I like how they turned the snap into more of a plot device for the second end game to get going and go figure out how to get the Infinity Stones, even though they kind of knew how they were going to resolve it. But I I guess I felt that coming out of the end of the big two-part Infinity War that we would be talking about having lost more people than what we did. I know, so we lost Vision and Black Widow and Tony. That's all and, we lost. And Cap. You well, old, old man Cap. Yeah, that's true. I guess Cap's retiring. But I guess I figured... Skinny there, Thor, we lost him. I, I figured there'd be a little <laughs> bit more... I mean, we almost lost Gamora, but I guess I thought like some of those ancillary characters, like I thought Hawkeye was going to go for sure. I figured Don Cheadle would probably go. Like Just start getting rid of some of the side characters because i mean do we really need some of those guys to continue on into the next phase i don't think they'll necessarily continue on but they could pop up yeah and i guess they don't need to be the yeah. at the avengers I guess right it's not in a mansion now where are they a site yeah you know they're not actively training but you <laughs> right. may have a, a cameo somewhere yeah which is fine right and you know, I even guess what- don cheeto's just a like although he had a pretty decent sized role yeah. in this yeah. But he's he's been basically a cameo type guy in all his roles. I like Don Cheadle. I think he's funny. Yeah, and I guess once you've gotten to the point where you can technically bring anybody back for any reason whatsoever through the quantum realm, then it was it really matter if you kill them off or not? Yeah. Well, you mentioned Scarlet Witch. I Wanda. I guess they don't really call her Scarlet Witch at all. No. In any of the movies. 
I think maybe just that first one. I think they just called her a witch. Yeah. But anyway, they uh, when she squared off against Thanos, uh, for some reason when she showed up, that got me too. Oh, I was, I was like, oh, badass. Oh, like, no. I was. I was <laughs> I was ready for that. Uh, I really like that scene. I think I got more of like an eye roll because like I've just never really. Had oh, I I liked her. I like her as an actress. I like her as a character. Yeah, and and like that. And I think it was her. Is I think it was Scarlet, Valkyrie, and Captain Marvel. That when they feels say, right when they say we got this. And I know then, Wasp was one of the last ones to come in. Yeah, she was. I think she was the last one. Yeah. And then you have everybody. They're all crouched down in front of you, and then we'll go. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Um. So. The the one big thing we haven't talked about, obviously, is Tony. Like, the fact that he dies and how he dies. and Yeah, he snapped it. Yeah. Snapped, Which, snapped away Thanos. I, I've talked to you a little bit about this as one of the few things we talked about, but the, the whole concept of Infinity Stone seems to have kind of, they've loosened the restrictions a little bit because my understanding from Guardians was that a human is not worthy of holding an infinity stone it will like basically kill them and that's the reason why the guardians were special not to mention that quill is only half human so taking that i didn't really understand how hawkeye could just hold the soul stone and the way what i took away from that is that a human couldn't use it okay and so like the power stone makes you powerful but i didn't so I th- feel like it's like an immediate thing okay or i feel like the other ones you had to use it because i mean natalie portman was possessed by the ether right and so she was possessed by an infinity stone. Right. And so clearly a human can can touch it. I mean, that was a weird uh liquid form of infinity stone. Yeah. Or however however that played out. But I just think I think it was more of the use of the power. Okay. Um uh, is how I Okay. I, I took it. Okay. So then there was that, but then, you know, we were also led to believe that the gauntlet that was created by Peter Dinklage and Never Delir. By Tyrion. Yes. Uh, for, you know, using whatever Asgardian tools they have in the heart of a neutron star or whatever, like that was specially crafted to be able to harness the power of the Infinity Stone. To so allow I, him to control it. Right. So I yeah. felt like it was like, all right, but then Tony, and who I know is incredibly smart, can just come up on his own with a means of holding the stones in his own gauntlet. This guy discovered time travel <laughs> i get it he's smart he's the smartest guy i mean he's basically the reed richards of the comics where you just you pose a problem and you're like Oop, look what i invented to solve that <laughs> and and he did that and because he also established the precedent of you know i just invented time travel of course i can build a glove you know it just fit with the iron man you know yeah thing now did did you need to have a glove that could grow to the size of of hulk's hand right like that seems unnecessary why well, don't we just decide who needed to wear it before we built the glove well when everything's nanobots it doesn't really matter You're freaking nanobots i guess my point though is that it's more about the i don't know what the right word is like uh the precedent that you set that the the stones can't be held and that they require something born of the greatest weapon makers in the world when the heart of a neutron star like Thanos didn't have nanobots. No, I so know. So he couldn't but build his glove of nanobots. I know, but I'm just saying like... He needed a dwarf it, it, from it, Westeros it, to, build, <laughs> to build him a glove. It has this awe or this aura of like being this biggest weapons the universe has ever seen, especially crafted, but then Tony can just go off to a lab for five minutes and, and make his, his own gauntlet. I just... It didn't feel like it meshed right. I get it from the story standpoint. I don't really have that big of a problem with it. It just felt 
odd. And then my last issue with it is that how he just swipes the infinity stones from Thanos. Like, and I guess I read online that because it's nanobots, I think maybe at some point you could maybe see the nanobots on Thanos's arm. But I guess because he's got the, he's wearing the gauntlet that Tony built. And because that's made of nanobots, like Tony could have just programmed them to be like, hey, leave his hand and come over to my hand now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I, I mean, he built that glove and it's all Stark tech. Right. If you want. And he jumped on it. And I would have, if I was, Tony, I guess I would put that in there where I could take them off that glove pretty yeah. easily to make them come to me. I mean, th- there's definitely right? some ways you can explain it away, but just initially it seemed like... Uh, you wanted to have a one-liner there explain that? N- no. Of it, course I'd put a... Well, I, I guess... I think that'd be cheesy. I No, totally. But I, I didn't know what happened. You it, think I didn't have a eject button for those infinity stones? It felt like the scene in Bloodsport where he's like, if you can take this out of my palm before I close my hand because like all of a sudden like Tony just reached over there and just like snatched the stones is what it looked like like kind of like, got you yoink and I was like that seems really like why wouldn't they have done that in the first movie then because if all you had to do is just walk up to Thanos and just pluck one of the stones off he then... didn't he didn't build that, that <laughs> no glove. I know it, it was just like I get all the explanations in hindsight but just when it happened I was really like did he really just like just snatch the stones off of the gauntlet and put it on his own and call it good. Again, I was so hopped up on uh, five hour energy <laughs> that, that I was just so, so enthralled of what was going on right now. Yeah. And, um, then I knew that was, I mean, he got his, I am Iron Man moment. Yeah. And so that, that was good. And then it's like, are they going to kill him? And then they held it on his dead body for a while. That is, they're going to give me a, a fake out. Yeah. <laughs> on that. Did you think that they were going to fake you out? I wasn't sure what was going on there because I, I kind of was under the impression that when they sat him up and Peter was talking to him, that he was already dead because he wasn't reacting in any way. And then when Pepper came over, he finally like reacted a little bit. Yeah. And then they held it for yeah. a while even after that. And I was like, um, yeah. Is Which, Thor going to lightning him again? I also was kind of curious, like, why are we all resorting to just snapping when we know that the gauntlet... <laughs> can, like, I got it why Bruce did it, because in order to undo the snap, you need to snap. But clearly the gauntlet, you can just fire up four of the Infinity Stones if you want, right? Like, Tony didn't have to snap, I didn't think. He could have done some other thing to... And I'm fairly certain snapping isn't even a part of it. I think that's just something that, <laughs> right, you know, right. in your mind, it's like, yeah... To make it happen, I'm going to snap. Yeah. You know, I could have done, I could have clapped with this thing on. And so. Right. Yeah. So I just kind of thought. One hand like, clapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought that Tony could have just like used the reality stone or time stone and just started tearing through whoever else. But again, I guess if we're going to try and explain some of this away, you could say that he only had a limited amount of time because as a human, even with his own hand he or gauntlet, he wasn't going to be able to. He couldn't wield the stones right. and survive. Yeah. So he had one shot at it. Right. So you snap. Yeah. Crackle and pop. So did you think, uh, I mean, did you think going into this movie that Tony was going to be done? I figured Tony was going to be done. Yeah. I figured Captain would be, it actually kind of lined up like I thought. I figured Captain would be somewhat retired because I felt like he'd give away the shield. I didn't know how they were going to do that. I didn't know they were going to age him like they did. Um, I didn't think they'd kill him. Figured Tony was dead. Figured they wouldn't kill Thor. I think the the one that surprised me was uh, was Widow, and and I guess because in my head I know she has the movie coming out, but that's a prequel, mm-hmm. and I just didn't connect the dots of you didn't need her to be alive to have her prequel, <laughs> right? And yeah, so, and I'm surprised Clint 
been and he, and, good right. too. Like Barton does not need to be around. Yeah. But kids like freaking arrows. Is there a twist where they would have both sacrificed themselves? And it's, I don't know where the soul stone would have gone then. To Red Skull. <laughs> yeah, he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I needed to happen. Did, uh, did you have anybody crying in your theater when Tony died? When Tony died? Yeah. There was a couple um, of people like full on sniffling in our theater. I bet there was some. Yeah. Not that I were outwardly bawling. Yeah. We had a lot of cheers. For, like Tony, said, for Tony dying? Yep. No, I just went through, throughout. Um, no, I, I don't remember. I don't remember hearing anybody. That is okay, but I, I got emotional every Spidey scene. It's yeah, freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, fine. Yeah, I like the insta kill from Spidey. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. I'm glad they brought that back. Yeah. Again, you wouldn't know about that unless you saw him coming. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna miss a ton of stuff. Like, right? I, I did hear some people saying they're like. They were thoroughly confused as to how Peter Parker could go back to school and have all the same people. I was like, guys, it's not that hard. He, it's five years later, but other kids got snapped too, right? Like, they're right. still going to be the same age in that Half of the school got snapped. Yeah, exactly. So I, it's, I think the time travel thing is just messing with people's head. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad they had real stakes because we all knew virtually everybody was coming back. Um. So I'm glad that they they took out Iron Man. It makes sense. He led all of Phase One, Two, and Three. Wrap it up. Get him out of there. Get Cap out of there because he was the next guy. So let's let's move on and figure out what the the new Avengers looks like. But I would imagine it's probably gonna be many years before we get any kind of new Avengers movie. Yeah, I bet we're gonna get you know like the Doctor Strange two. Yeah, and obviously Guardians three and, and some more of the Spider Man's coming out in July. Um, we're gonna get more of this, the solo stuff before we we bring them all yeah. together. Again. Well, and I would wonder solo if, with cameos. I bet. Yeah, I would wonder if even the next Avengers is going to be smaller in scale. So, so. they they scale it back to just like five or six of them again, not cosmic bring level, right? I mean, but once you've torn off the band aid, right? You kind of have to your solo movies have to set up where other people are at in order for it to make sense. Because otherwise you start, I mean, just like people have done with Infinity War, where it was Captain Marvel the whole time. So you have to play your cards right so that people yeah. aren't always being like... Why didn't you just call Captain Marvel and she'll solve that problem for you right yeah, there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know enough about the comics. Is Captain Marvel ever an Avenger? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she uh, tends to sit in a satellite around Earth and protects from foreign threats. Oh, wow. So she's like, Tony's idea, but yeah, better. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, she used, yeah, the Alpha Flight up there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's hard when you have characters like her level in Thor's level of finding vil- villains that can warrant not only them, yeah. but others. Well, it's a Superman combining. problem, right? right? I mean, there's only so many people that can go toe to toe. Yeah, you have to have unworthy Thor or a depowered Captain Marvel somehow. Right. To to do that. Yeah. And then especially if you're trying to bring in characters like Nova and whatnot that are these, you know, more space and cosmic type, you have to keep upping the ante. Yeah. Thanos was pretty much as big as you get. Mm Unless you go, like you mentioned, Galactus, which aren't as entertaining to me. Yeah. You know, I I don't like the cosmic players um, outside of Thanos. You know, he's kind of the... Again, the big bad of the universe. Mm-hmm. And so they definitely need to bring it small, but 
it's uh, I'm interested to see where they go. I mean, you have you have all these X Men that are in your back pocket, right? That uh, you didn't t- get your Wolverine claws. I didn't. I really wanted the end credits I knew you scene. Wouldn't. I, oh, of course. I, I know I wasn't. That was a that's a pipe dream. I wanted the the last end credit scene to to just have some claws being popped somehow. I don't, yeah. know, I don't even know how they were going to do it. I but. mean, I, I think, honestly, I bet if you were to see Marvel's roadmap, you would, it's going to be a long time before you see X-Men, and it's going to be a longer time before you see like Wolverine and the Avengers or anything. Well, see, I would love to see, there's a lot of really cool plot lines with uh, X-Men versus the Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's always, it's always the mutants versus the quote-unquote heroes. And I, I'm very anxious to see that eventually yeah um but i'll have to wait yeah have to wait for the recasting and i'm very disappointed that they use jake gyllenhaal in spider-man because the older he gets you know we're thinking you know 2022 maybe before we get x-men that he could have been a really cool wolverine has the acting chops could have done it longevity could do it justice you know you can sign him to a 10-year or 10 movie contract (laughs) you know and be happy with it and then now he's mysterio who will be he'll be a one-hit wonder and gone yeah and uh that because i don't have a a great pick today for who i want my wolverine to be but you watch movies like southpaw you know with uh with jake and what he can do and clearly a great actor and he's short (laughs) you know (laughs) they'll find somebody i'm sure someday but but yeah yeah someday here yep all right, man. So, running out of things to say. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure we're running out, but I think we should move, <laughs> right. move on to our questions. Yeah, that sounds good. I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? All right. So, would you give it? So, I actually, I, I've come up a little bit after thinking about this last night. You're, you're, you might come across the, the room at me on this one, but when I left the theater, I was at a three and a half. Because, and again, th- this is the, the two halves of my brain. I feel like it just, as a movie, I felt like the pacing was off in the first act, maybe even bleeding into the second act. Um, I found myself checking my watch a few times because like, okay, where, you know, where are things going? I, it just wasn't, um, I don't know, just it wasn't clicking on all the right things. The Thor thing was bothering me. Some of the, some of the plot issues I had with the, the, the time loops and what we're trying to do and you know the, the Vormir stuff not quite working, that was all weighing on me a lot. And then the more I thought about it, though, the more I've I landed on a four. And I think it's because I had to really kind of parse through the very first thing I said when we started this podcast, which is, how is this as a movie, a standalone movie, or as a sequel to Infinity War, versus how is this as the encapsulation of everything Marvel for the last 10 years? And I think trying to weed those two out, I, I've started to land on things that I like more about the, the movie as all that, and I can kind of forgive some of the other stuff. So I just, I need to see it again for sure. So I'm out of four, but I, I did leave at like a three and a half where I was like, there's a lot of things I like, but not quite sure it hit the mark for me. I do think even out of four, as of right now, I think Infinity War is the better movie compared to this one. You know, I'm gonna snatch your heart right out of your chest right now. <laughs> squeeze it. No, the uh, you can't watch this in a vacuum. I mean, this is this is not a standalone movie. We talked about this at the at the top of the podcast. This is a capstone of what I keep 
forgetting what movie we're on. This 22? Yeah. Uh, 22 movies. And that's exactly what it is. And I think it nails it. Now, obviously, there's things that would change because there are no perfect movies out there. And anybody that says there is one, it's a liar. <laughs> right. There's always something you could do to make a movie better. Um, this, was, this was awesome. Uh, I loved it. Not exactly what I would have done, again, with Thor and with Hulk. But, and I, and I was really hesitant once they got into the, the time travel thing because clearly that opens up a can of worms. But I liked how they did it. So I liked how they went back to Avengers. I like how they went back to, you know, the other scenes and the other movies. I thought that really worked and really worked well, which I didn't think it was going to. Yeah. Love the, the cap on cap fight, you know, and the behind the scenes really of what we didn't see, the elevator scene with mm-hmm. Thor and the Avengers and whatnot. And, you know, all that thought worked, worked really well. Got our big battle scene. Got to see, you know, the, uh, the worthy cap and, so it's if you can can't tell right now, it's clearly a five star <laughs> movie for me. So you also rated Infinity War five stars though. So which yes. which is the better movie for you? Again, I need, to, I need to watch that again. I will say I think Infinity War is going to hold up on better on rewatches because I think it doesn't suffer from the pacing problems that that um Endgame does. I think Endgame feels like it's three hours sometimes. And it's purposely, I think, trying to set up some of the character stuff in the beginning, and it feels a little slow after they go from Thanos killing to trying to go to the quantum realm. I think it's a little slow in there, and I think it's going to feel like that. Whereas I feel like, having just watched Infinity War last week again, like it, that's 240, but it, it, it moves along it, at a pretty good clip. It does. It does move. Uh, this one, I was so wired, I don't know that, that I noticed. I mean, I, I, I can picture the scenes that could be slow. You know, upon rewatch, but I definitely need to see it again. Yeah. Um, but again, they were trying to hit more of the emotional side. Agreed. Which Infinity War didn't have. It was it was straight up action, which right? Is, which is cool on rewatches. But I think you watch them differently. Yeah. Um, and it's not a oh, let's just see what's on Sunday afternoon type of movie. I mean, three hour movie is a commitment. Yeah, sure. You know, anytime you, you throw in a three hour movie, you <laughs> right. know, you're you're just gonna be like, okay, you know, Braveheart one of the best movies ever made. It's a freaking three hour movie. You're like, okay, right. You know, let's, let's get past some of this stuff and get to the, why I put it in. Right. Which is, it doesn't necessarily reduce a movie's greatness. I just think that it's an interesting comparison between the two movies. And as of right now, I have infinity war above Endgame. I can't say that yet. Yeah. I, I need, I, I need another, need another viewing. I guess the way I would say it is that like, I feel like in game has peaks and valleys and probably that it's valleys are lower than anything in infinity war, but infinity war doesn't quite have a moment of like cap getting Mjolnir. Right. So like there's, whereas infinity yeah. war, it also has peaks and valleys, but it's, it's pretty consistently solid all the way through. So I just feel like there's some of those pacing and plot, issues that come up with me for end game that make it kind of go in a wave up and down, whereas infinity war is more flat line, but high flat line. I think upon rewatch for you, it'll be better because I think fat Thor really got in your head. <laughs> fat Thor and, bothered me the whole time. It, it did. And so, and knowing that upon rewatch is like, okay, I can, I know he's going to be fat Thor. So I can kind of push that to the side, knowing yeah. that that's not going to get resolved. And I can enjoy the rest of it. Because I, I was there too. And I, was, I was like, okay, I'm done with Fat Thor. Funny. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, got, got, got my chuckles. Let's get back to the game here. And he didn't get there. Right. But 
And I think, you know, things like that that can bug you in a movie with expectations, you uh, you hang on to that throughout. Yeah. And I think next time you, when you can push that into the corner and watch the rest of it, that'll help. That will help. But the plot issues were some of mine too, like the messiness of the time travel and stuff like that. Well, maybe that you'll was... understand it better the second time. Yeah. Or, or I think what it's going to be is I'm just going to not care as much. Whereas in, when you're watching, it, you're trying to understand like, wait, what, what just happened? What? And now that you have time to marinate on it, be like, okay, I think this is what they're trying to do. Maybe they didn't pull it off so great, but like, you know, I, I can look past it. So what, now that we got through our rating yeah. question, <laughs> so what uh, was your favorite moment? It's got to be Cap getting Mjolnir, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's no other, yeah. The, the, not even really worth talking about anymore. No, I mean, it's because it's obvious. awesome, yeah. The, uh, so what uh, What I mean, change would you make? Yeah, do we have the same one on this too? Like, I, No, I, I have a different one. Okay, well, yeah, mine was clearly like, don't make Thor a waste of space. Yeah, and I, I did make Hulk be Hulk. Okay. It's the same idea. Yeah. But uh, I want at least, you made him Professor Hulk. Yeah. Do something. Right. You know, I don't want just another scientist. Yeah. You know, enough. Be Hulk. I'm right there with you. Okay. So, this is a hard one. Not for me, this wasn't. Oh. Because I, I cherry picked from something I've done before, I think. Uh-oh. Character swap. Yeah. Casting change. Yeah. I, Tilda Swinton as Ancient One still bothers me really bad. I mean, uh, okay. it, it was really tough to do... A, a casting swap in this because it's all just people that we've already seen before. right you have to retroact <laughs> yeah right so you might have to retcon like three movies if you do this but like tilda swinton bothered me in doctor strange because i felt like they had the chance to go very asian eastern culture and really lean into that because that's kind of what it is so it kind of was weird that they picked tilda swinton as the ancient one and so i i don't i don't have anybody that i'd put her in for i mean you could do like i think maybe when we talked about it on the side or whenever I made it, I said like Ken Watanabe or something like that. Although the guy, Lugasa Jr. <laughs> yeah. No, the guy who Jeremy Renner kills. Yeah. It, he's in last samurai and other right. stuff too. Like he would have been fine. He's good. I like that guy. So right. I would have made, he's not old enough. Probably. Well, I mean, you can throw some makeup on. So I don't really have <laughs> a Steve good Roger him. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have a good replacement, but I would have definitely chosen like somebody who's Asian and looked a little bit older to be the ancient one. Yeah, and on this question, because this is a capstone I struggle with, all I could think of is there's too much nebula in this movie. And it's not the actor's fault. You know, she's fine. But be- so are you recasting? Uh, I'd recast her, I guess. Do you have a story you're recasting? No, I, I feel did, like you've stuck me on this one hard I, I a few have, times. But you didn't have an answer either. <laughs> I you gave know. you two. I can watch an obby and then the other guy. <laughs> and then the other well, guy. Yeah, but you used. Yeah. You've already mentioned that before. It's <laughs> cheap. But I mean, it's again, I don't have a problem with the actress. Yeah. It's just, there's just too much nebula. Okay. And that, that's. I'll that, let it slide because it's in game. I'm being nice to you. Yeah. I'll let you slide. Because, I mean, like you said, you have to change, you know, four other movies. Yeah. You know, if I'm changing Nebula. Ne- you know, Nebula would be one of the easier ones to change because, like, you could probably find somebody. I mean, she's got so much makeup and right, stuff. Right. It, really, it could be anybody. Yeah. You know. Like, nobody really ever connects the dots that she's the redhead in Jumanji because nobody right. knows what Nebula actually, actually looks, looks like. like. And so, and again, I don't have a problem with the actress. It's more the role. Yeah. And, or the screen time, really. And right. so that, that was my only, my only thought coming out, at least what, 12 hours after seeing it? Yeah. What are we doing? So yeah. I'm sure I could have, have <laughs> a better choice of somebody that popped up in there that, or all the speaking lines, roles that we had before. I mean, essentially, I don't think there was anybody Any new of ca- significance. Other than uh, the Ronan kill that you just mentioned. Was he the only other speaking line? Yeah. Oh, and, and Hawkeye's daughter. 
Yeah, I mean, I that's one of the ones I went to, but I mean, that's not fair. Oh, um, Ant Man's daughter. Yeah, five years later. Yeah, um, we're like ten years later. I, yeah, I don't know. She was. I don't. Know, how old was she when he? She left? was like six. Oh, okay. I can't remember from Ant Man and the Wasp. Was been too yeah. Long we just we watched it the night before because oh, okay. we that was the last one before our yeah. Um, you know, binging them all right. The, uh, but yeah, she was like six, and then now she's like eighteen. Yeah, that's a big. Skip. <laughs> it sounds like that's not five years. <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't have a great answer for that. Okay. But what's your? What was your? Award. My award. So I, I'm going to go a little hot take on this one. It's going to sound worse than what it oh, is. Oh, you're giving a negative award? It sounds worse than what it is. Okay. I am giving it my least favorite Russo Brothers movie. Well, Marvel movie. Least favorite. So we have Infinity War, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. And this is your least favorite. Yep. It's not a very good award. It's it, a bad award. No, I mean, but it's true. For such as, a great movie. As it's of a right bad now, award. I would have it ranked below all those movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's yours? What's your award? What are you giving this? I gave it the Fantastic Tribute Award because, <laughs> because I <laughs> felt like it was a just a big tribute to the past 10 years. Yeah, sure. It is. Like it was just like a just a three hour tribute. Yeah. And it was a fantastically done three-hour tribute because just about anybody that had a speaking line that's still alive was thrown in this movie at some point. Do you feel like it's the, Even best, Thunderbolt. the best tribute movie you've ever... Like, what, do you have any others that come to mind? I'm sure. Yeah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> speaking of, did you see the trailer? Yeah, I did. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you do that to the new Hobbs? It's like all of a sudden, now we've seen the entire movie. Yeah, and the first trailer was enough. If you're going to see it, you're going to see it. If not, this one didn't help. If we're going to get sidetracked on trailers, then the produced by Joe Russo movie or Russo Brothers movie with Chadwick Boseman does not look very good. I don't know if you saw that. No, you know, Twenty One Bridges. Twenty One Bridges did not look Ugh, good either. No, I didn't even understand what was really happening. I, I didn't really either. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. So, and then this one, if you like this movie, I mean, you got to say Infinity War, right? I mean. Uh, you just have to pick a Marvel movie, right? I don't Justice know. Justice League? I mean, Civil War, maybe? Probably Justice League, though. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Maybe. I said Infinity War, even though I've said there's there's differences, but it, maybe you could get away with Civil War. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like this right. that's out there that capstones, again, Yeah. everything that we've seen. Right. And I just, I don't really know what to say. Cause like, there's a few people I've read online, like one guy and he was like, Oh, I hated infinity war, but I love this movie. I'm like, really? Like, How? I, 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 I feel there's differences. I've, I've talked about them on this podcast, but like not so much to be like, I hated one and love the other. Like I'm talking like I rated them both four stars. I'm just picking the nuances between right. the two. Not like, Oh, this one was trash and this one is the best Marvel it's movie a, ever. Some troll that's trying to get, I know. You know well, this one had. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I even agree. know. What to, I don't even try to formulate an argument. <laughs> right. That's stupid. So, n- yeah. I mean, p- pick your Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, but this is. If you like this movie, you will like the 21 other Marvel movies. The other movies. movies. To some degree. <laughs> I right. don't know. Because there's some bad ones in there. But yeah, I mean, what can you and, really say? And bad. I mean, that's a, that's a very high bar for bad. Sure. Because none of them are bad. Incredible Hulk was not very good from what I remember. It's not bad. It's yeah. not a bad movie. It's not a great, especially if you watch them in order. Might just be average. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. 
All right. Well, if you stuck with us this long, then maybe you could do us a solid and go out and leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a rating. Clearly, you liked us enough to listen for two hours. So (laughs) why don't you go ahead and go out and leave us a a rating or review on that store? We would appreciate that. Yeah. But definitely talk to us. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook. Email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. We will be... Next episode you'll hear from us will be our crossover with First Issue Club. First Issue Club, yeah. And that'll round out our three episodes of, of Marvel goodness. And that'll be interesting. It's our first first time in an actual studio. Yeah. Well, and the first time having anybody but the two of us. And the first time sure. meeting these guys. Yeah, I know. So lots of firsts in this one. The first Issue Club. See what I did there? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right, everybody. We will catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!